Hi, everybody. Welcome to St. Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shajorn, and I am joined, as always, by my chief researcher, who I'm pretty sure has been stealing office supplies, Anna Domini. Anna, how are you doing today? Where has this come from? I I don't even go to an office. I'm just saying that my favorite pen is missing, and and the list of suspects (laughs) is very short. I haven't... When did you last see this pen? (laughs) I, I don't know. Well, if you haven't been keeping close enough tabs on it how is it your favorite pen all i know is that several weeks ago you were at my house and today my pen is missing and (laughs) And now i feel like these two incidents are very much not connected Mm, well you'll never you'll never prove it (laughs) (laughs) to me i don't know well innocent until proven guilty so prove you didn't take my pen no the onus is on you that's the thing i feel like the onus i put the onus on you by making the accusation (laughs) i put an onus on you <laughs> singing this early into the the episode this is not a good sign <laughs> anna how are you doing today i am okay i got up fairly early oh, and i went whoa. for a run before breakfast hey, that's so good. that's pretty feeling pretty virtuous that's good how was that for the rest of the day i was so tired <laughs> and like it was annoying because like often when i go for a run i'm like I hate the actual run, but afterwards I'm like, yeah, these endorphins lap them up. And today I've just felt very tired and, uh-huh. and meh. So uh, yeah, in the mood for making some comedy. Yeah, I've never gotten like where people were just like, I got like a runner's high. I got, I did some exercise and I felt great. And I was like, I've never once had that experience. This never once happened. I've always just like exercised and then terrible. felt like a like a miserable piece of shit. It's like why? Am yeah, I, my lungs are on fire. My feet hurt. Everything's bad. I don't know. It's just terrible. Well, I'm glad you got some exercise. Have you done anything particularly saintly or had anything miraculous happen to you lately? I I did something very unsaintly. <laughs> it was like the antithesis of what we're meant to be doing. And I feel like I should just embrace that because often I try and find something very tenuous. So I thought you you might appreciate just you know, the, I, the openness. I'm starting um, to regret starting to do this podcast with you. I didn't realize you did so many bad things, but I feel like this is a weekly <laughs> occurrence now. Okay. Bi-weekly occurrence listen, anyways. listen, I have spent several hours on the internet meticulously researching the life of a sacred person for no money so uh you know so you've earned a few bad deeds yeah exactly it's this kind of moral calculus that's gotten the world into the situation that it's in today <laughs> yes well li- listen i took zero private jets this week so i'm oh, well. doing better than you know all the world leaders trying to solve climate change <laughs> that, um, that is kind of hilarious like thousands of world leaders fly on private planes to <laughs> to save the planet. Figure out what's wrong with I the planet. I actually, back in June, when the G7 summit was happening, and yeah. Boris Johnson took a private jet to Cornwall, for fuck's sake, um, I wrote a spoof article and tried to submit it to some spoof newspapers. And it was about Boris Johnson taking a private jet and, you know, some comedy alternatives for, for transport he could have taken. And oh. I found it today when I was going into my Google Docs to put this research together. And I was like, oh, damn. It's just too late to repitch this and send it off again because <laughs> he flew back on a private jet from Glasgow last night. Yeah. But then I just figured, well, well, oh well, next time there's a climate <laughs> summit that achieves nothing that yeah. he flies to a private, like flies flies to on a private jet, I'll have 
the article ready to go, and I'm, oh. I'm not going to sleep on it this time. You think they'll, they'll need to have another climate summit? Seems like they really oh, sorted God. everything out with this one. <laughs> um, are, you, are you saying I'm being unnecessarily skeptical? No, no, I think you're just the right amount of skeptical. Well, this unsaintly thing that I did is probably going to add to the, the problem in a, in a big way. So what? I was taking out the food bin, uh-huh. and I had, like, our food bin was really full, but we also had, like, a, an unopened bag of carrots that went off. So straight off the bat, terrible food waste thing. Right. It's like when you get when you get home grocery home deliveries because um you know supermarkets are still quite germy and stressful. So we get home deliveries. Uh-huh. You don't you don't have control over the date, so everything tends to go off on the same day, like three days after all your stuffs arrived, and they don't <laughs> have to tell you because it's not the same day. Right. So anyway, I had this bag of rotten carrots, and it was just sat on top of the food bin. So I took the food bin out, and as I was emptying the food bin into the big food bin. I managed to drop the whole caddy in there. <laughs> and like it had been emptied fairly recently, so there was a lot of gross food waste at the bottom, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like very full. So to get the caddy out, I basically had to like put my head fully and like half my body fully in this bin uh-huh. to get to reach the caddy. So I did that and that was gross. And then I opened the bag of carrots, started tipping the carrots in, and I dropped the the bag. It was a plastic bag and it was so far down <laughs> and I just looked and I was like, I'm not going in there again. <laughs> so I'm sorry, the planet. It's my bad now. <laughs> you painted that whole bag in the food, food waste. waste bin. They're going to have to throw all that food yeah. away. Yeah. That food waste <laughs> away, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think in Oxfordshire, they use it for fuel rather than compost. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Maybe. I th- Well, maybe I think half and half. So they can they can just burn that and that will be fine, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that was my unsaintly thing. Yeah. That's pretty terrible. So, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I was making an effort. You know, some people wouldn't even separate out their food waste so that's true monsters but <laughs> i think our neighbors don't there, there we go is that the one that blasts um musical tunes out all the time uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> The more I learn about these people, the more I'm glad I don't live next to them. Yeah, they're fine. They they hardly ever, I mean, no, they do it all the time. But right. <laughs> they're net positive. Anyway. They're they're very nice. They give us a lot of toys and their grandkids oh, yeah. had outgrown and that was yeah. very sweet of them and, and that is nice. You know, they occasionally take in so packages for So what you're saying is, despite not sorting their rubbish, they're still better people than me. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Have you done anything saintly? I haven't really done anything saintly. I'm. I think. Well, I would like to plug something miraculous that I'm gonna do. Excellent. And that is. Is it that, a live version of this podcast? It is, Anna. It's a good catch. It's a miraculous <laughs> thing we're both gonna do, much like oh. uh, Jesus emerging from the stone. <laughs> <laughs> What a beautiful way of phrasing that. Yeah. You mean the tomb? We, are, we will be emerging uh, into the light of day to do a live podcast recording here in Oxford on December 12th. That's a Sunday. It's in the afternoon. You can make a whole day of it. They have a whole... Yeah, you can you can go to church beforehand if you need. Yeah, or after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll definitely need to go after <laughs> just to atone. <laughs> we're, we're at a nice place called the Jam Factory, which has a Sunday roast, which you can enjoy. I'd say the Jam Factory is our spiritual home it really in many is. ways yeah. so it is a very appropriate place in many ways it is our church but we are doing <laughs> saint misbehaven podcast uh, live christmas special uh, december 12th sunday december 12th we are gonna be there and we're gonna be talking about saint nicholas predictable predictable it's a great <laughs> whatever it's It'll on be theme. very lovely and festive 
It'll it's be great. Theme for and Christmas. The, it'll be lovely and festive, and you might learn about sex workers and cannibalism. Wow! So that's a little yep. preview. Christmas traditions of, of what's going on with uh, with Saint Nicholas. You should probably buy tickets for your loved one as an early Christmas present. Because I think it's that's going to be that good. That's the thing. If you, you that's what you want is um you know buy it for a loved one, buy it for a coworker. You know, it's a fun <laughs> fun day out. Spend the afternoon. Yeah. You know, you don't want to necessarily do things in the evening with your coworkers, but a nice Sunday no, afternoon that's activity. A bit, it's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah. Sends the wrong message. Yeah, exactly. This is why I only meet Anna during daylight hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, no, so so keep things professional. Buy them yeah. a ticket for this very above board show. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. It's only four pounds. You know, come yeah. on out. You can see us in person. We're going to have fun. We're going to interact with the audience. Might I do... will probably be wearing a Christmas jumper. Yeah, we'll both be wearing Christmas jumpers. I was planning on wearing a Christmas jumper too. Oh my God. Can you bring Tavish in a Christmas jumper? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'll see I if think... I can get i might get tavish to work the door so yeah i think if tavish is there we'll sell way more tickets yeah tavish will <laughs> be there know then. That tavish is gonna be there if you ever wanted tavish to know there, not guaranteed <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever wanted to meet the most scottish baby you've ever seen yeah you should come to this show but yeah he'll, or, uh, or if you've ever wanted to find out about splits yeah and uh, either way or if you want to ever meet us in person options. you know or just want to support the podcast come and see us live tell your friends tell your family it's gonna be a fun time it will be fun we are and i'll probably be like eyes deep in mold wine so yeah. oh well, don't do that <laughs> well no but i mean remember the episode where i'd had all the pina coladas that was like one of our best yeah ones. i remember that episode <laughs> that i had to cut an hour of drunk anna out of in order to make it listenable <laughs> an hour I think it was close to an hour. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> I so, thought, I mean, listening back, I think you did an amazing job editing because I listened to it and I was like, that is the funniest I'm ever going to be. I <laughs> also enjoyed that episode. I, I listened to it again recently and I was like, oh yeah, this is the one where Anna was drunk. Um, <laughs> so there anyways. we go. I'll be I'll be imbibing the festive spirit. Come Perhaps. and join us. So and, come, uh, come to that in Oxford. If you're coming in from out of town, the Jam Factory is basically just across the street from the station oh yeah that's so true there's so many reasons to come it's yeah great. it's it's totally it's totally worthwhile excursion so and yeah. we're doing it early in the afternoon it's fun anyways so come do that we'll bug you guys until the show happens but um but yeah and we are still very new we this is our first live show so i have no idea how the recording's gonna go so if you don't come to the live show you may you never, might never hear, hear it, it. Mm, yeah so yeah we, we need to get our friend sarah on helping us do the recording stuff so, so. Um, you gotta you gotta broadcast her name now just to add to the pressure like please, please sarah. Sarah <laughs> we, we promised the public <laughs> anyways anna yes. today is november November 7th, 2021. Who is today's is. saint? Well, today's saint is actually celebrated on the 9th of November. So you've got a couple of days to prepare. Oh, good. For <laughs> Steal yourself. Your celebrations. Mm. Yeah. And her name is Marjorie Kemp. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Clearly very famous saint because everyone's naming their children Marjorie these days. <laughs> Marjorie Kemp. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I uh I can't believe you've laughed at that more than you laughed at Carlo Nocchi <laughs> last time. But I mean it just it seems silly to be a saint and then they're just like Marjorie Kemp. I don't know, Marjorie Kemp's like a PTA mom from Wisconsin. Like 
that's like the least saintly name I've ever heard. At least it's like at least Carlo Noki has like a crazy name. Like Marjorie Kemp's <laughs> the most boring name I think I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's... I mean, maybe Carlo Noki is the Marjorie Kemp of Italy. Maybe everyone's like, Ugh, maybe. Uh, Nocchi. Yeah, that's me. I'm exoticizing the Italian name. Yes. And that's, yes, that's not fair to the people racist. of Italy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. I feel like this podcast has not been fair to the people of Italy. Oh, never, uh, never. In... <laughs> in our dealings. Did um, I tell you that? Uh, oh no, I was hanging out with some friends, and they had some other friends that I don't know, and they were like, "Oh, our friends had a baby," and mm-hmm. I was like, "You cheaters, hanging out with other babies." And <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, they named their daughter Maggie," and I was like, "Like Margaret, like Maggie Thatcher." She was like, "That's what I said too." And she, oh no! <laughs> and her boyfriend was like, "What?" I didn't even think about that, and I was like, "That is the only thing I thought about." <laughs> She's like, "It's also like her her middle name is Elizabeth," and I was like, "What? This is the most Tory name I've ever heard." <laughs> <laughs> are they wow. secret Tories? Anyway, but yeah, that's were... a good way to find out if your friends are Tory. Yeah, but Maggie, um, Elizabeth, Margaret, Elizabeth. Apparently, they were yeah. grandmothers' names or whatever. But I was like, I don't know. It's whatever. If your grandfather's name Adolf. I'm not naming my kid Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that checks out. Like, yep, Thatcher, Hitler, same. <laughs> Yeah. That's what we're going with. The official line of this podcast. I'm not, uh, not going to apologize for that analogy. <laughs> fair. I mean, I don't think Margaret Thatcher could even paint. So in many wow. ways, what? you know, even fewer redeeming qualities. I know. On paper, you're like, oh, Maggie Thatcher. Oh, I don't Tough know. choice. <laughs> God. Couldn't paint. Might have to cut that. Uh, uh, anyway, so yes, Marjorie Kemp was born Marjorie Burnham or Brunham. Is that more exciting? Her maiden no. name? No. <laughs> Getting worse. If anything, more boring. Yeah. <laughs> Around 1373 in Bishop's Lynn, now King's Lynn in Norfolk, England. Oh, wow. Obviously, she's English. <laughs> British saying. I was, well, I thought she was yeah. Wisconsin, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's me, Marjorie Camp. I'm a saint now, you know. <laughs> Her father, John Burnham slash Brunham, was a merchant in Lynn, mayor of the town and a member of parliament. Oh, wow. So, Very successful man. Yeah. Good good for uh, old Mr. Good, Burnham. Good stock. Oh, yeah. No records remain of any formal education that Kemp may have received. Oh. But as an adult, a priest read to her works of religious devotion in English, which suggests that she might have been unable to read them herself. Oh, that's too bad. So clearly they hadn't thought of private school by this point. Right. Maybe she was just uh, lazy. She's just like, can you just read them to me? <laughs> oh, so tired. My eyes hurt so much. Oh, um, my kind of saint, right? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Although she seems to have learnt various tech by heart, so oh, that's, nice. that's pr- pretty devoted. So she's got a good um, memory. That's nice. It's good to have a... Mm. My memory's disgusting, but <laughs> disgusting's not the right word. My memory yeah, is... Yeah, I mean, disgusting's an interesting choice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, do you just I... play scenes back in your head, but everyone's just covered in poop? Like... Yeah. Well, I well I saw some disgusting things today because Tavish had a real poo explosion. Oh, God. So I do have some rather disgusting memories, but I should say my <laughs> memory is terrible. See, I was the problem is I was going through the synonym rolodex in my head and uh, i just kind of spun a <laughs> wheel and it's disgusting came out yeah, yeah. i should just said terrible i mean you know we you you always call me the wrong name and we've been doing this for like ages now so in fact we've been we've been friends or well, not friends obviously for five years now and known you still associates my name. for five years yeah. now yeah. <laughs> workplace acquaintances hmm. we're real yeah no she's got a good memory so she memorized a bunch of texts yeah so that's bible ones i imagine yeah <laughs> At around 20 years of age kemp married john kemp <laughs> <laughs> well, that I was a coincidence that sentence <laughs> 
Uh, It was her cousin. No. uh, (laughs) uh, He became a town official in 1390. Wait, wait, wait. So she was 20? So she was just like an old crone. Like, I can't believe she still got married (laughs) in the 14th century. Come on. We don't know exactly when she was born, but so it was around 20 that she married. Okay. So probably more like 13. (laughs) 20, 13, same difference when you're in the medieval times. Yeah, I mean, it's all just like, they can't, you know. Yeah, how are you supposed to measure that stuff? (laughs) And yeah, he became a town official in 13. 94 so clearly you know very supportive wife oh, that's good they had at least 14 children Ooh. yeah I, lo- <laughs> I like that it's at least it's like there may have been more but they forgot to write those ones down <laughs> it's like again it's the middle ages it's like around 20 that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything was around 20 how far is it here it's around 20 miles to the next town it's like how much you good weigh point, around 20 pounds <laughs> by which i mean 100 yeah they've only gotten they only had the one number they were that they were so poor, they only had one number and they had to share it between them. <laughs> Anyways. Kemp was an Orthodox Catholic and like other medieval <laughs> The, the 14 mystics... kids kind of give that away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like in those times, it wouldn't have really made a difference. I guess not. Like, <laughs> it wouldn't, you know, you could you could be a, a Protestant. Well, were there Protestants? I don't think there were Protestants by then. But you, you could be a heathen and be like, I'm pro-choice, but then you don't really have a choice. Right. right. <laughs> Birth control wasn't um, great at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or from the other stance, you could be like, I'm such a good Catholic. I am not going to use birth control. It doesn't exist. So <laughs> you don't win any saint points for that. Oh, good. Okay. But yes. Yeah, so like other medieval mystics, she believed she was summoned to a greater intimacy with Christ as <laughs> <Okay>. a result. <laughs> As a result of multiple visions and experiences she had as an adult. Okay. After the birth of her first child, Kemp went through a period of crisis for nearly eight months. Oh. How many months old is Tavish now? Nine months. Okay. So you've had a longer crisis. So, no. <laughs> um, so is it like postpartum depression or? Yeah. So people think it may have been postpartum. Oh, that's too bad. That's a serious thing. in those times. That. That's a, that's, no, good. Yeah. Well done. Good. Good. Very moral high ground of you, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well done. Hey, match has his limits all right <laughs> <laughs> your saintly thing today is that you have decided not to make jokes about that about um, yeah about a very serious issue that affects you know families all over the place and, yeah yes during her illness kemp claimed to have envisioned numerous devils and demons attacking her and commanding her to forsake her faith her family and her friends <laughs> come on girl let's get out of here come on <laughs> ditch these losers <laughs> it's demon time yeah let's hit the road and never look back come on Marge. <laughs> she had a vision of jesus in the form of a man who asked her daughter why have you forsaken me and i never forsook you that was which... just her dad which is <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean at least he didn't he didn't call her like you know babe or whatever because a lot of these medieval mystics are like you know jesus is my boyfriend right. so at least she's like jesus is my daddy <laughs> I mean, she did um, say she wanted an, an, an more intimate relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So clearly Jesus here is rejecting her. Also, um, they, she said that Jesus came in the form of a man as opposed to like, is Jesus showing up like as a porcupine sometimes? Could have been a like, lamb. A lamb or a dove. Uh, just like a maybe ball of fire. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, chair. have you seen the biblical dis- depiction of angels? They're like weird squid. What? <laughs> Look up like biblically accurate angel. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the safe search off first. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it first. <laughs> uh, there's a song by called by a band called Future Biard called Biblically Accurate Angels. Well, that's beautiful. 
Uh, huh. I'll put a link in the chat. Yeah, weird. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that just very creepy? A bunch of eyeballs uh, and circles and yeah, like just endless but Kind of like in a squid kind of way, but oh, with feathers. Yeah. This is very Call very of Cthulhu odd. here. Yikes. <laughs> so there you go. Wouldn't it have been more traumatizing if he'd appeared like that? Probably. Where was this description? That's hilarious. I don't know. All right. I think it's, yeah, probably the book. I imagine it's the book of Revelation because that's where all the trippy shit comes from. <laughs> Fair. Anywho. All right. So, so what I like as well is that the past tense of forsake is forsook mm-hmm. that's fun um but also i'd say that he's like why have you forsaken me i never forsake you it's like well you left her to have a shit time so yeah. you kind of have haven't you a bit um yeah. so <laughs> jesus bit of a dick here i think yeah. bit eight eight months a bit too late here seems like if he was not forsaking yeah. her he would have kind of popped in a little bit earlier <laughs> popped in when the baby popped out yeah kemp affirms that she had visitations and conversations with jesus mary god and other religious figures oh there's just too many people coming over to your house especially after you just had a baby i mean that was kind of the great thing about having a baby in lockdown is people just left us alone and it's like you know real big wigs as well you gotta make an effort oh that's the thing right it's not even like your friends come by and you can be like i'm not gonna fucking pick up like i came to your house yeah. the other day and you clearly hadn't cleaned in weeks and it yeah. was just like that was nice because it's just like it's very casual you're not trying to put on I mean, it whatever. was, but if it I was, was like, really casual. Like, I hadn't been planning for you to come around. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, like, if, if you said, like, oh, Jesus is going to come by, you're going to be like, well, shit, now I got a vacuum. You now know? I've got a, yeah. And, yeah, with a, a newborn. Yeah, and just, with a newborn and everything. It's while too- your your husband's out being a, a town official or whatever, right. no, no support. But he didn't take paternity leave for that. No. So, yeah. And that she had visions of being an active participant during the birth and crucifixion of Christ. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that works. Is, it, wait, is she saying that is like that's one event or that's definitely two events, right? Two, two events, yeah. <laughs> this baby's born and up on the cross with you. Um. <laughs> I did used to get very confused as a younger child when, you know, it was Christmas and then three months later it was Easter. It was like, what? But that was very quick. Yeah, that, I can see how that would be confusing as a child. <laughs> there, there's a lot in the Bible that's not really appropriate for children. To yeah, be sometimes there's just like random like bits of art where like Jesus is a baby. And it's like, but when it appears yeah. when he should be like an adult. And I'm surprised yeah. there aren't like baby Jesus being crucified. I think there's a few artists like tried to take a run at it. And then every time uh, they were like, they got like halfway through or maybe even they finished and a friend far. was like, no, 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 no. Just no to all of this. I'm going to help you burn this. <laughs> the great artworks that have been lost to history. Mm, it's for the best. Anyway, these visions and hallucinations physically affected her bodily senses, causing her to hear sounds and <laughs> smell unknown strange Did odors. she smell toast? Because maybe I can tell where those visions were coming from. <laughs> <laughs> she also reports hearing a heavenly melody that made her weep and want to live a chaste life. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 13 more children. <laughs> I mean, she wanted to have a chaste life, but, you know, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, don't she... we all? But then it's just like, oh, temptations mm-hmm. of the flesh. I mean, I feel like, no, I, feel, I don't want a chaste life. All right, well, that's fine. <laughs> Sounds boring. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> she prayed for a chaste marriage, went to confession two or three times a day, normal number of times. <laughs> what? How, how are you even? I, I... It's been six hours since my last confession. <laughs> 
And what do you have to confess? Uh, well, when I left the last confession, I felt like I kind of uh, left abruptly and didn't say goodbye in a, like, in a, in a, in a <laughs> so more just... in a respectful way. So I just wanted to say, you know, like, I'm really sorry about that. I want to confess that. Well, I mean, that was three minutes ago. So I'm not sure it even counts as a second confession. You've just popped back in. It's like you've forgotten your glasses or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there nobody, literally nobody is sinning this much, except maybe billionaires. <laughs> but like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is the, yeah, that's, okay. Yeah, in medieval times, it wouldn't be possible to sin that yeah. much. Speaking of people who sin a lot, did you see that the Pope said that uh, Joe Biden can still take communion? <laughs> oh, wait, did you no. hear about the thing where there were some bishops in the U.S. who were like, mm -hmm. Joe Biden, devout Catholic. Antichrist? Was like, we're not going to give him communion because he is pro-choice. Wow. Yeah, and so some bishops are like, no, we're giving, we're not giving Joe Biden communion, and they're like, what? Why? He's the president. No, what? <laughs> and then finally, the, isn't the whole point of communion that your sins are forgiven? Yeah. So, but then again, isn't the whole point of Christianity to be nice to people and not be an asshole? Yeah, so you would think. Mo but, most uh, of most of the evangelical Christians totally missing the point. So yeah, I mean, so I guess Joe Biden was like, well, I'm gonna go speak to your manager and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then he went and hung out with the pope yeah so he hung out with the pope last week and the pope was what like hey you have as much community move. as you want <laughs> for you joe anytime <laughs> he's turning up two or three times a day see, see he probably would want to confess two or three times a yeah day. yeah i mean well um, he's the president so i mean the yeah, whole number of horrible damage. things that are happening yeah. as a result of just running the country yeah. Yeah. Probably should. Yes. So she went to confession two or three times a day, prayed early and often each day in church, yeah. wore a hair shirt, and willingly <laughs> suffered whatever negative responses her community expressed in response to her extreme forms of devotion. No, wait. So what is a hair shirt <laughs> now? Uh, I believe it is a shirt made of hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then what's the idea? Uh, is it's like really itchy and like yeah, it sucks? Yeah. So it's like a torment. Yeah. Didn't John the Baptist wore like something like that? Something like that. Yeah, I I mean it's like uh, like why why <laughs> why does God demand that you be itchy? Like why is that <laughs> Uh I don't know, fairly sure that's the eleventh commandment. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just Thou like, shalt be itchy. To prove your devotion for me by being, you know, kind of uncomfortable. Like <laughs> by wearing a wool sweater without an undershirt. Like what? <laughs> Like somehow oh, this, I don't know. I don't see what it proves. I don't see how it gets you closer to God. But what well, do I know? I've never worn a maybe, hair shirt. Maybe it, you know, keeps you grounded, you know. Yeah. Never I get did, ahead of yourself because you always need to be itchy. I did, going back to talking about exercising, I did have like a weird like workout shirt that like every time I worked out in it. it <laughs> was just it made rubbed. of hair? No, it was just made of some like fake material that wicks away sweat uh -huh. or whatever. Yeah. But it uh, it just rubbed my nipples raw. It was just, Oh, oof. <laughs> what a beautiful image. Thanks I know. for that. Well, imagine running an a hair shirt that would have been way worse and she was breastfeeding presumably at the time i feel like a hair shirt do you think it was a maternity breast <laughs> yeah oh my God. A, matern a nursing hair shirt yeah 14 kids she was nursing for constantly around 20 years let's say <laughs> Christ. i mean yeah that's fucking nuts i would think that a hair shirt would breathe pretty well though feels like it'd be very loose yeah knit. but the, the nipple chafage the nipple chafage would be off the would just extreme. be insane they'd just be in so, um, so unfortunate yeah. that's hey you know people out there be good to your nipples and uh <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> treat them with the respect they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> That's our exhortation to you. God gave you those nipples and you may not be using them and you may not need them, but be good to them because they're, <laughs> you never Amen. know. Amen. Yeah. God, we've got quite off topic. <laughs> Kemp was also known throughout her community for her constant weeping as she begged Christ for mercy and forgiveness. <laughs> so that gives you an insight into the hair shirt, I think. Oh, oh God, make it stop. <laughs> Wait a what's that? Is, what's outside? Is that Marjorie outside? Is she crying again? Oh, my she's God. Weeping, I'm not checking this time. No, I'm not checking. Every time I check, she's like, I'm like, Marjorie is everything okay she's like jesus she just screams jesus at me <laughs> and um, keeps crying and i i don't know how to respond to this so maybe annoying. did give her some nipple bomb that might help oh yeah well oh wait shit's not been invented yet <laughs> hey maybe just ditch the shirt how about this hey marjorie i uh i saw you crying outside and i got you this nice cotton blouse why don't you put this on <laughs> Trust, get away from me! <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to be close to God and breathable fabrics? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny you should say that because in one of Kemp's visions, Christ reassured her that he had forgiven her sins. Oh. He gave her several commands. <laughs> That's like, march, him... march, 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 please. Please chill out. Please. A, I forgive it. Whatever it is you've done, gone. Forgive it. Forget it. <laughs> Not a, well... Out of my head, boof, gone. Just please. Just... <laughs> please stop. Yeah, so he gave her several commands to call him her love, okay? Uh, wow. Stop wearing the hair shirt. Oh, really? Give up eating meat oh. take the eucharist every sunday pray the rosary only until six o'clock <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> like, well i'm up at eight every day praying the rosary it's just yeah it's a real nine to five rosary praying yeah in between the weeping and the um confession i guess yeah yeah stop wearing the hair shirt as well just take it off he said yeah um and be still and speak to him in thought yeah. so not out loud i guess i don't think this is jesus this is somebody dressed up like <laughs> one of their neighbors dressed up like jesus and was like all right here's what you someone need to the, the the next door neighbor who's just had enough of the noise and they've tried everything and they're like okay what if we what if we yeah in what's what incept a vision in yeah the, that's what, here's uh, what we're gonna do steve you look the most like jesus because you got that big old beard what you're gonna do is we're gonna have you stand on top of this barrel and then we're gonna get some lanterns behind you and kind of backlight you and then you know how how lucy has that really good singing voice we're gonna have her do some like angelic like oh that kind of thing right and then when and then when she says when she falls to her knees to tell her not to look at you all right so we don't want to give away too much but what we'll say is, is uh is uh, here's what we need her to do we need her to stop wearing that goddamn shirt every day we need her to like shut stop the fuck up <laughs> yeah and also could she stop eating meat she eats too much meat i'm just worried about that's just because i'm worried about her health all right i'm just worried like she is she eats so much beef jerky it is unhealthy she's really just work on her diet there we go that is exactly what happened yeah. <laughs> but you know there's no proof because well you know but there's no proof that it didn't happen so. <laughs> right no no i think that's it the most likely like yeah, there's like just like there's story. no proof you didn't steal my pen so. yeah quite oh so we're still on that are we <laughs> Never going away. i won that prayer unlike all your stationery i'm gonna steal a pen next time i go to your house now just to spite you yeah. and then i'll return it and that will be my saintly deed anyway he also promised her that he would give her victory over her enemies give her what the enemies? ability to... <laughs> 
all the people she pissed off by being noisy, I guess. I guess so. It sounds like everybody in town is around me. Well, she did, yeah, she, she did alienate people by her extreme devotion. Yeah. And give her the ability to answer all clerks. Wait, all? I don't know how many clerks are, like, questioning her. Wait, um, all clerks? Sorry, is... I think in America it's pronounced clerks. Oh, clerks. Okay, wait, so yeah, how many clerks are coming way. after her? Like... <laughs> 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 well, I guess you know, if she couldn't read and write, she's probably a bane of clerks. You know? Oh, you mean like clerks um, who work in stores? Like, like, ma'am, you need to pay for that, ma'am. <laughs> it's for Jesus. <laughs> you can't just steal a hair shirt just because it's for Jesus. <laughs> ma'am, you have to pay for the hair shirts, please. No, we know you're devoted, and Jesus calls you. I, we know that you can call Jesus my love, but. <laughs> Still got to pay uh, for the also, there's a, still an outstanding account for that beef jerky. Yeah. I don't care if you're a vegetarian now. You have to still pay for the beef jerky <laughs> that you ate before you were a vegetarian. Hmm? I don't think that's how it works. I think once you're vegetarian, you know, all your meat debt gets All your canceled. meat debt is erased, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he also said he would give, be with her and never forsake her and help her and never be parted from her. So Aww. that's pretty intense. She didn't join a religious order, but carried out a life of devotion, <laughs> prayer, and tears in public. She's just doing her own thing. <laughs> She's like, well, should, um, should, should I join a nunnery? No, I'll just keep crying on the public square. Going her own way. I love it. I mean, if I knew somebody in, like, in my neighborhood who was just like the lady who cried on a bench, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that'd be upsetting. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't say much about the effect on her 14 children. Um, <laughs> just probably embarrassing. not good. Like, mom, yeah. quit crying. <laughs> it's just the nativity play. Calm down. Yeah. Also, can her you wear vision's... another shirt? Your hugs are so itchy. <laughs> also, because you've been wearing it for three months now, it really smells. Yeah. Can you just get, maybe even just get another one. I feel like if you wash a hair shirt, it would just fall apart. It's, it sounds like the most <laughs> disgusting thing. Now there's hair all stuck in the washing yeah. machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. It's really messing up the village drainage. <laughs> uh, so gross. Anyways. <laughs> so we'll be making hair shirts available on our Patreon. Yeah. Anyone who subscribes, we will. Made out of genuine Anna's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, actually, I molt quite a lot. So I probably could, if, if I start now, I could probably make a hair shirt by like next Christmas. All right. Well, there you go. We'll come to our 2022 <laughs> Christmas show. <laughs> the 10th person in the door gets oh, a God. free hair shirt made of Anna's hair. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, I mean, it's happening. It's, it's going to happen now. Yeah. Her visions provoked her public displays of loud wailing, sobbing, and writhing, which <laughs> frightened and annoyed everyone, including yeah, clergy think... and lay people. She's writhing now? <laughs> that's, the th- that's the thing. And she's like, I wish we could do something, but her goddamn dad's the mayor. So goddamn. <laughs> Can't do that's a goddamn a thing. <laughs> she has mayor's daughter privilege yeah. that she is really using to its fullest mm. Extent. At one point in her life, she was imprisoned by the clergy and the town officials. So there we go. They overruled her dad oh. and threatened <laughs> just for her own with... safety. No, apparently they threatened her with uh, lots of horrible threats, including possibly threatening to rape her. Although oh. she doesn't. Yeah, sorry, might have to trigger on that. But she doesn't re- record. Uh, she doesn't ever mention being sexually assaulted. So maybe it was an empty threat. <laughs> but good to know that the clergy <laughs> have always been great people. <laughs> uh, so, so what do we threaten her with? Hey, wait a minute. No. <laughs> Let me, here's one thing I got an idea okay, about. Okay, what, what if we threaten her with making her wear a hair shirt? Oh, <laughs> no, she's already... Work. God damn it, Steve. You need to pay more attention to these meetings. <laughs> what about what about we, we chafe her nipples? <laughs> All right, you know what, Steve? Just 
go wait outside. <laughs> you know, I the thing is like. Wait, is this Steve from the Vision? I don't. Remember. You need to think of more characters. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> everybody was just named Steve. There's, there could be more than one Steve in this town. True, true. So they like they arrested her on two counts of like annoying people, like <laughs> just being. You've real. annoyed both the clergy and the layman. That's yeah. two counts of annoyance. One count of writhing. <laughs> what? So... Seven counts of public crying. Oh. <laughs> it's a tough legal system. After this difficult time, Kemp undertook two domestic businesses. She uh, okay. decided to, to get up and go, you know? <laughs> Busy people are happy people, productive people. Just so... She's like, you know what? My crying and writhing hasn't been quite the, <laughs> the windfall <laughs> This is that the I perfect time to start a business. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll you just start she, working from home. Can you imagine her going on Dragon's Den <laughs> with a hair shirt <laughs> and all teary and uh, <laughs> like, I got some great ideas. They're all from Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, she started a brewery and a grain mill, uh, right, which is well. smart because, you know, grain, beer, same stuff in it. So <laughs> it's like... Do you know how beer is made? No. I've been on a brewery tour, actually. The guy giving the tour have was you? drunk. Ah, <laughs> so I'm not sure we learned much. We did get a lot of beer, though. So that was the... good. I mean, I don't like beer, but I drank it because it was free. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does make sense. You, you have the grain. You mm-hmm. might as well make the beer. Yeah. But yeah, apparently for medieval women, these were both common home-based businesses. Yeah. So this is the OG MLM. Like, <laughs> want to get rich without your husband's permission? Yeah. Sell some beer. That's true. And this plays out because both failed after a short period of time. I think she's just got too much going on. You know, 14 kids, relationship with her husband and Jesus. Mm -hmm. A very strict crying and writhing schedule. (laughs) I mean, she's, I mean, she's, just praying to the rosary until six. She's got to do confession three times a day. Where is she finding time to make beer? Exactly. I mean, that's the question that Vogue would ask when they interviewed her, you know, like, medieval women, can they have it all? Working moms. <laughs> Working moms with 14 kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no mention of nannies here or anything. No, um, I, I, don't, I, I guess she would have been kind of well off, right? Because her... Yeah, seems yeah. like she came from a well-off family and her husband seemed to be and doing her husband's right. like, yeah, quite, quite well-to-do. Although she tried to to be more devout she was tempted by how? sexual how pleasures how could she be more, more devout <laughs> well she was tempted by sexual pleasures oh, okay, so well, yeah. and I guess like yeah the having of the children because Catholics believe that as we discussed last week I think with the, the the act of sex in itself is sinful which is why we're born with the original sin right that's so some, yeah, even that though is, she was married that was the Augustinian approach to it so yeah. I mean just she was like I don't want to be sinful but then my husband's like you look but real I just good love the D <laughs> it's like baby that hair shirt looks real good you know what it would look better on our bedroom floor hey hey. (laughs) any excuse just to take it off to be fair yes kind of yeah uh she was just i mean that's the thing is the temptation's too much it's like because as soon as she get home she'd be like oh i gotta take off this shirt she's just walking around topless nipples. (laughs) (laughs) those sweet sweet bleeding nipples (laughs) so she was tempted by sexual pleasures and social jealousy so uh yeah i guess you know the the middle class is always competing with each other yeah who's got the biggest donkey i guess would be the the analogy for like a donkey. land rover or whatever i mean this I does know, seem like mule, this is where all the energy like wagon I... that's what i meant what <laughs> you know in these in the circles that she's moving in there's like competition for who has the biggest wagon oh it would be the equivalent of like you know the best four right. by four i mean this makes sense though with like where she was like oh uh 
death to her enemies or whatever, revenge mm. on her enemies, whatever God had promised her. Yeah, I feel like Jesus may not have promised that. But this is all just like a lot <laughs> Steve of... Steve really cocked up with that one. But I imagine her enemies are all like, just like Barb down the street who I brought a casserole and she never returned the dish. Now she's yeah. my enemy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a La Cruze, God damn it. Those things are valuable. Oh yeah. Those are, yeah, those are expensive. Those are nice. <laughs> Striving to live a life of commitment to God. In the summer of 1413, Marjorie negotiated having a chaste marriage with her husband so uh clearly the hair shirt's no more right so this is like uh, after the 14th kid she's like i'm really gonna put my foot down this time well it's interesting you should say that and we'll come back to why okay so (laughs) hold on to your hat she was motivated to make a pilgrimage by hearing or reading the english translation of the revelations of saint bridget of sweden who i'm guessing did lots of pilgrimages do wait so she does a pilgrimage to sweden no um so bridget of sweden talked about the virtue of doing pilgrimages to oh, holy oh, not sweden i guess like so talked about the virtues of leaving sweden maybe. Ah. <laughs> so this... it's warmer literally everywhere else <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially in the holy land mm. so the revelation promote the purchase of indulgences at holy sites pieces of paper representing the pardoning by the church of purgatorial time otherwise owed after death due to sin right now obviously marjorie is a prime target for these indulgences because she clearly <laughs> has a, an inflated sense of how much she has sinned, right? So right. she's going to be raking them in. So Marjorie went on many pilgrimages and is known to have purchased indulgences for friends, enemies, herself, and the souls trapped in purgatory. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is the church really ripped her off, <laughs> capitalising on her low self-esteem. Yeah, it's like, well, you, you bought some indulgences for yourself, but what about your family? What about your what friends about your and enemies? your neighbours? <laughs> well, well, I think a true Christian would buy some for their enemies well i guess that's true i hadn't thought about it that way and it's like, <laughs> yeah and you you know and there's also there's lots of people in purgatory no one ever bought indulgences for you should probably buy some for them as well <laughs> yeah that was a great day at the indulgence store clearly she's just falling for pyramid schemes all over the shop after the brewery and the grain and now the indulgences she's just very gullible yeah by the sounds of it oh poor man <laughs> <laughs> indeed uh in 1413 so the same year that she negotiated a, a chaste marriage right she left her husband to make a pilgrimage to the holy land so that would have made the chastity uh, a bit easier yeah distance sure distance the the most effective contraceptive i mean yeah, that, yeah it makes it easier not to fuck somebody when you I mean I feel like I said it more eloquently (laughs) but yes (laughs) during the winter she spent 13 weeks in Venice and from Venice she travelled to Jerusalem via Romola which is a twin town of Oxford fun fact for you there it's in Palestine (laughs) wait what was she doing in Venice she was just hanging out for like 13 weeks yeah I don't know I don't know why you wouldn't go to the Middle East in winter because it would probably be a bit warmer it does seem like the thing to do (laughs) but also it's just like why what are you doing in Venice first the all of winter basically mm, yeah mm, i couldn't couldn't find any more just hanging out it's just nice there that. it's like <laughs> well there's probably a lot of churches so many churches you had to spend 13 weeks to get to hit them all probably mm. it's, especially if you're confessing at each one three times yeah <laughs> that's the thing you're not getting anywhere you <laughs> do so many confessions don't even get so to appreciate the, the art just just there for the confession all right one vivid detail she recalls was riding on a donkey when she saw jerusalem for the first time she nearly fell off the donkey 
monkey because she was in such a shock from the vision in front of her. <laughs> of a city? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a very holy city, okay? Okay, well, I guess so. <laughs> I've visited Jerusalem and I never fell off a donkey. Did you ride any while donkey? I was there. <laughs> but the bus you took from the airport, did you like fall I did off? Ri- I did ride a camel. That oh, was yeah? fun. Hmm. That was crazy, actually. When they you get on it and it's like, its legs are curled up and then it stands up. And when it stands up and you're, you're sat on it, it's like a roller coaster. It's very like sudden and shaky and you're just suddenly very high up because <laughs> no. mm. um, they're, they're very tall. Camels. I guess they're not like horses anyway well you're also very short so I don't know I, but you when you saw Jerusalem you weren't completely overcome by I mean to be fair I was in a jeep or whatever or minibus probably yeah. rather than on a donkey so maybe if I'd had less stable seating I would have fallen off do you think this was but, unrelated uh, to seeing maybe she just was like it was just her puppy donkey <laughs> <laughs> could be maybe she was a rubbish equestrian you never know have you ever heard of Jerusalem syndrome no it's this idea that like one in ten people who visit jerusalem Mm -hmm. they're like totally normal people and then they get off the bus and then they as soon as they hit the ground they're like oh oh, it turns out i'm the messiah (laughs) (laughs) one in ten people i don't know it's it's surprisingly common i doubt it It maybe it's not one in ten but it's like it's surprisingly common where people are just like one in ten people who are already on like you know powerful medication (laughs) possibly it just i don't know it's just like a weird it's like a strange psychotic break that happens exclusively in jerusalem Anyway. Okay, fair enough. Maybe it's an um, urban I mean, legend. Maybe... I don't know. I like to believe it's true. <laughs> it it sounds medically accurate for yeah, sure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, also I don't think I saw Jerusalem like in one you know approach because we were going through checkpoint stuff. So oh, that that tends anyway. to ruin the mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely being aggressively questioned at every single like yeah. border. Very yeah, sort of damps the the mood. <laughs> you don't feel quite as welcome as you'd like <laughs> <laughs> by the third so... or fourth checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. So during her pilgrimage, she visited lots of places that she believed were holy. <laughs> to be fair, I think they were mainly places that everyone else thought they were. was holy too. She's like, I believe this. Like we've all agreed these are holy. This is the temple. This is the dome of the rock. We all agreed this Maybe is holy. Maybe she's got Jerusalem syndrome. Then she's like, Well, I'll have you know, I declare the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm declaring this holy. No one else has thought of this before, but yeah. uh, it's happening. It's just like, well, now they've got the uh the marjorie camp seal of approval yeah. <laughs> <laughs> handing out blue plaques for them to put up yeah marjorie camp approved she was in jerusalem for three weeks and went to bethlehem where christ was born she visited mount zion <laughs> <Heard of> it. <laughs> which is where she believed jesus washed his disciples feet which is interesting i don't i don't know if if it's widely believed that uh jesus washed people's feet but he did but is it at this place well that's the thing it's like it's it's uh difficult to to place everything though like i'm pretty sure it was this place geography yeah (laughs) based on what based on something i read no because you're illiterate (laughs) (laughs) wow okay based on something that was told to you you i've just got a feeling Uh, actually jesus told me so there (laughs) oh yeah i just remember this Uh, is the spot she visited the burial place of jesus and his mother mary and the cross itself which is interesting because i feel like it would have disintegrated by now i yeah well Uh, you definitely can't visit it anymore yeah maybe by the maybe in the 14th century it was still there i don't know i feel like if wood is gonna rot like whether it's 1400 years or 2000 it's not gonna make much of a difference there yeah 
Well, I mean, it's the desert, right? So it's dry. Yeah, I was about to say it is drier there. That's a good point. I just good feel like point. people would always be stealing a chunk. And then after 1400 <laughs> Well, years, especially would... these Catholics are like, this is a relic. Yeah, Sell exactly. it on the website. <laughs> but yeah, you can go to Jesus's tomb. Yeah, yeah. No, or, well, like that. believed to be Jesus. Allegedly. Tomb. Yeah, Jesus is a legend too. If you go in there, um, it's empty. So how are you supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point of the oh, story. Oh, right, never mind, I forgot. <laughs> That's how you know it's really his tomb and not someone else's. Because if it was someone else's, there would be a body in it. Yeah, it? it's like, well, we just, you think we just have empty tombs laying around? It's just this one. <laughs> you think that Daniel here just dig, dug this hole now just to make a quick buck? I think um, you should go, people should, if you go to Jerusalem, you should just dig your own tomb and be like, oh, actual Jesus tomb. You'd probably make <laughs> quite a bit of money out of that. I'm sure that, that 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 definitely, you know, extraction from religious tourists in that way definitely doesn't and has never happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bet, I bet if I Google it, there's like 10, like actual <laughs> very tomb of Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Finally, she went to the River Jordan and Mount Quarantine. <laughs> Which would be a good place to visit now, right? Yeah. yeah. We've all been to Mount Quarantine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Which is where they believed that Jesus fasted for 40 days. Mm. And Bethany, which was where his pals Martha, Mary, and Lazarus had lived. Oh, so there you go. Lots of holy sites. After she visited the Holy Land, she returned to Italy. She clearly loves Italy. Well, Big fan that. of pasta. Right. <laughs> so that's why she, she keeps having to pilgrimage there. I mean, she's been living in... Wait, where does she live in Britain? Norfolk. Norfolk. Yeah. yeah I mean, she's been living in norfolk Bloody all her life so she's like actually it's quite mm. pleasant here and <laughs> in italy it's it's warm there's clear skies people don't smell of dung a hundred percent of the time <laughs> <laughs> all good things going for italy there yeah the food is Before, seasoned. yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't have to just eat beef jerky the whole time yeah she stayed in assisi before going on to rome mm-hmm. and like many other medieval english pilgrims she resided at the hospital of saint thomas of canterbury which is in Rome oh. not Canterbury <laughs> during her stay she visited many more churches she is visiting so many churches on this trip <laughs> <It's> everything <laughs> <laughs> and there's like in- we have museums and restaurants and beautiful piazzas and you can just go no, visit. no, 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 no just I'm churches I'm just interested <laughs> in the church <laughs> I'm late for my second confession of the day move out of my way <laughs> <laughs> well the second confession um, of my third church of the day but yeah <laughs> right oh god so she's got multiple churches and several confessions in each church that's that why she spent so much schedule. time in Italy She's like, I can't go anywhere because I'm doing so many churches. Confessing. I have to go to do yeah. so many confessions. It's insane. One second. Forgive me, Father. She didn't leave Rome until Easter 1415. So this trip took two years. Oh, okay. And on her return to Norwich, she passed through Middleburg, which is in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, don't know why that's relevant. I was going to say, and, and, and... <laughs> yeah, nothing happened there. <laughs> There's a black thing to attest the fact that nothing happened here. <laughs> in, on this day, in 1417 nothing happened here in 1417 she set off again on a pilgrimage this time to Santiago de Compostela in Spain surprisingly travelling via Bristol where she stayed with the Bishop of Worcester on her return from Spain she visited the Shrine of the Holy Blood in Gloucestershire whoa that's so metal (laughs) (laughs) and then went on to Leicester which you know just as exciting as Palestine and Italy sure sure no one's saying it's not it's still it's full, full of as much history yeah uh, just as well, beautiful yeah, richard scenery III was uh buried there wasn't he what richard the third was know. his body w- remains were found under a oh, parking lot under the car park yeah i remember that yeah yeah why did i say parking lot i've been talking to you too long 
<laughs> yeah. I'm going to start saying aluminum and then I'll hate myself. Yeah. When I was early on in stand up, I had a joke about that story, which was, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really remember. I was something about now is the winter of our discontent made glorious spring by whoever dug up this goddamn parking lot. I was the fucking <laughs> king. Anyway. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, it was early on in my career. Buy tickets to Matthew's past <laughs> comedy shows. Yeah. Um, Kemp recounts being interrogated in public during her travels. One followed her arrest by the mayor of Leicester, who accused her in Latin of being a cheap whore, a lying lollard, and threatened her with prison. But it's so much um, classier when you say it in Latin. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting that you should say that, because her defense was that she had the right for the accusations to be made in English so that she could defend herself. <laughs> and so she was briefly cleared, but then brought to trial again by the abbot, the dean, and the mayor, and imprisoned for three weeks. Wait, why was the After mayor angry with her? I'm, I'm confused. Why? He just was so, like... Basically, I think whore. she was just like too publicly devout and it, it wound people up. Uh, but Lollardism was a religious movement that... Lollardism? Yes, it's um, Lollardism or Lollardy was denounced as a heresy. So oh. I guess they, they were accusing her of being a her heretic. No more <laughs> lolling. Everyone must yeah. laugh internally. <laughs> well, you know, she was already quite loud. So I guess yeah. like... You know, laughing out loud as well just made her more. Nah. Um, so after this, she continued on to York, where mm -hmm. she made many friends with whom she wept and attended mass. You know, just just we're just some friends hanging out, weeping, attending mass as friends do. It's nice to have weeping friends. Friends who weep together, sleep together. No, Isn't that's that true. <laughs> not not, not, uh, not But yeah, I mean, it's nice. You know, it is good to have friends that share your hobbies. Um, yeah, definitely. But as well as friends, she also encountered more enemies, <laughs> people who accused her of heresy again, and eventually she was found innocent of her heresy by the archbishop. Oh, so that's nice. that put an end to things. She returned to Lynn sometime in, i.e. Bishop's Lynn, her hometown, right, not okay. a friend called Lynn. No, she just, she um, returned to Lynn. Who was her crime well, buddy? Well, you know, Marjorie you know? and Lynn, I feel like, you know, they're the, the medieval Thelma and Louise. Sure. Right? <laughs> they rode a carriage off the white cliffs of Dover. Anyway. <laughs> or Norfolk. Somewhere. She was tried for heresy multiple times in her life, but never convicted, and mentioned <laughs> in her autobiography with pride her ability to deny accusations of heresy. They're like, you're a heretic, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm so good at saying I'm not a heretic. They got no response to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. The possible reasons for her arrests include her preaching, which was forbidden to women. Ah, uh, okay. Her wearing of all white, even though she was a married woman. <laughs> After Labor Day? <laughs> well, apparently this was her impersonating a nun. Which I love, like, in this country now, you can get in trouble for impersonating a policeman, right? Right, yeah. But... <laughs> you can get in trouble for that in pretty much every country, I think. Well, mm -hmm. okay, sorry, yes, what I meant was nowadays, <laughs> you can get in trouble for impersonating a, a cop. In these times, it would have been probably worse to impersonate a nun. Right. Or her apparent belief that she could pray for the souls of those in purgatory and tell where 
whether or not someone was damned in a manner to, similar to the concept of the intercession of saints. So clearly, people did not buy that she was a holy person. Right. Is, but is she was also like, um, by the way, I can just kind of see that you're damned. So <laughs> yeah. I want to do something about that. I can see why that would turn. Well, yeah, but then she'd be like, I'll buy you an indulgence. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> great. Thanks. I don't see what the problem is. Marjorie was also accused of preaching without church approval as her public speeches. Preaching without a license. <laughs> yeah. Her public speeches skirted a thin line between making statements about her personal faith and professing to teach scripture. Mm. So it sounds like she's just making it up. <laughs> right, right. Which, to be fair, was like most of my theology degree as well. So yeah. I relate. It yeah. sounds like they can't handle her truth the bomb. Truth. And so she's being cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Early embryonic cancel culture. Yeah. Right here. By the PC police. <laughs> by which I mean. And by the... C, we mean pretty Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> During an inquiry into her heresy, she was thought to be possessed by a devil for quoting the scripture. <laughs> this woman can't remember the Bible. She must be possessed by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, hey guys, let's. The logic is clear. What would the devil do? He would just preach a bunch of scripture. Sure. Yeah, that is exactly what the devil <laughs> of all the things and was being constantly reminded of the prohibition by Paul against women preaching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so clearly rubbing people up the wrong way. It's like way. we don't want Paul said it. But, you know, we yeah. can't not we wish we could change it, but Paul already just, said it. It's <laughs> not me, love. I didn't make the rules, darling. Yeah. <laughs> Kemp proved to be something of a nuisance in the communities where she resided. Yeah. No shit. What how is this news? <laughs> That's been <laughs> We've been here for an hour that's <laughs> sorry well i thought it bore repeating so the way it was phrased yeah yeah that's bad. her frantic wailing and extreme emotional responses seem to imply a superior connection to god that some other lay people saw as diminishing their own or inappropriately privileged above the relationship between god and the clergy ah. so they yeah so there's a lot of jealousy i think she claims to be god's best friend and everybody else is mm -hmm. like well we thought we were friends with god yeah. <laughs> i feel like god God's the one who's, uh, you know, at fault here, really. If you go around making everyone believe that you're their best friend, then this kind of trouble is bound to happen, right? Yeah. But she's, I mean, like, the, everybody's their best friend, but then Marjorie's God's BFF. Yeah, like, yeah. Best best friend, Definitely. you know? Like, he's got lo <laughs> like, God's got lots of best friends, but then he's got, like, a couple best best friends. Yeah, Marjorie. yeah. Popular guy. He's yeah. good. During the 1420s, she lived apart from her husband. <laughs> so, you know, clearly pilgrimage didn't work. She had to... <laughs> to stay you know they had to live apart when she was home as well right because i mean um, she got back she was like two years and she was like oh i forgot how hot this medieval are, dude yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> come here what was his name i don't remember john wait john. no that was her dad i mean probably her oh it was her, <laughs> her dad was called john and her husband was yeah, called john. john yeah and everybody um, else was called steve yeah that's true i mean very medieval name john however john fell ill and she returned home to nurse him oh that's nice of her and this son who lived in what well, one of their sons um who lived in germany at the time also returned to lynn with his wife however they both died in 1431 i.e the husband and son oh okay um which yeah so i guess not a very effective nurse <laughs> or just you know medieval medicine not very good <laughs> or just medieval times it's just like they got yeah. the black death and then <laughs> yeah could have been it yeah well you know she at least would have had by the sounds of it adequate ppe because she didn't die so hooray around this time she dictated her book known today as the book of marjorie kemp 
which <laughs> illustrates her vision, mystical and religious experiences, and her temptations to lechery, her travels, and her trial for heresy. <laughs> oh, there's some uh, some racy book. bits about temptation to lechery, <laughs> is there? <laughs> <laughs> It's got everything. Travel writing, lechery, and a trial. Yeah. Like, what more do you want in a book? Actually, in the back, there's her brownie recipe, too. It's kind of amazing. Do you know... The d- best book. It, it's funny you should say that because there is actually a recipe in the book. <laughs> oh, really? For yeah. what? <laughs> Let me find it. Hang on. Uh, Marjorie. I didn't include it because I wasn't sure how I would introduce this concept. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just, you just went there. A recipe added to the final photo of the manuscript oh okay it was a it wasn't her it was someone else added in a recipe to the to the manuscript because it's like they were like it's almost perfect what's it missing (laughs) a recipe for medicinal sweets that's what it's missing (laughs) there you go so i mean maybe she was a good nurse then if she inspired this homeopathic recipe (laughs) right well maybe she kept like referring to the medicinal sweets and people were like well how am i supposed to make these someone is definitely capitalizing off this as well like buy marjorie's medicinal sweets <laughs> only 2.99 when you buy the book for 12.99 yeah i mean i also like that i feel like her 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 like agent was like marjorie it's so good so much great stuff in here can you put a little <laughs> bit of lechery in there because the lechery really sells <laughs> lechery sells that's the the well-known advertising slogan yeah. for in in the 15th century yeah uh, the the madmen of their time were all like let sell <laughs> So her book is commonly considered to be the first autobiography written in the English language. So oh. that's pretty, pretty remarkable. I guess it's, it, and you know, it <laughs> you feels don't compreh- sound that impressed. I mean, it, it, I guess, yeah, good for her. And uh, you know, as far as autobiography goes, our biographies go, it sounds comprehensive. So yeah, <laughs> well, you know, not without the recipe, but well, with I mean, that added the recipe. In, nearly everything that's known of her life comes from this book. Oh, in the early 1430s, despite her illiteracy, she decided to record her. Spirit spiritual autobiography just book on tape yeah just a dictaphone yeah she somehow invented that <laughs> that is miraculous hundreds of years before electricity in the preface of the book she describes how she employed as a scribe an englishman who'd lived in germany but he died before it was completed and what he'd written was unintelligible oh <laughs> not just to her but to others apparently because oh. uh, obviously it would have been unintelligible i was confused uh, i was like wait if he died how, before it was written how did he write this part it's a ghost writer <laughs> miracle um, just moment. Oh, very good. Yeah. Sorry, I ruined your joke there. You did. Um, <laughs> we work so well together. It's a perfect comedy pairing. Anyway, don't let me put words in reviewers' mouth. She then persuaded a local priest who may or may not have been her confessor, Robert Springle. I mean, that would make sense because he's heard her life story so many times. <laughs> that guy box. has heard far too much about Marjorie Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> so she persuaded him to begin rewriting on the 23rd of July, 1436. Okay. Then on the 28th of April 1438 he started work on an additional section covering the years 1431 to 4 so what happened those years I don't know why it's split up in like that I'm sorry (laughs) and don't have much information on the book but I did enjoy this in chapter 15 Marjorie describes her decision to lead a celibate life Mm -hmm. that we heard about however chapter 21 mentions that she's pregnant again So, Best laid plans. You know when we were like, she promised to try and be chased. Yeah. Look, she's trying. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that's pretty inspiring because you know nobody's perfect. Right. That's true. <laughs> Everybody gets lonely. <laughs> Especially you know when your, when your husband is the, the fittest John in all of Mercia. Exactly. Um, 
or yes, I think it is. Uh, medieval geography. Then. Let's just say this. <laughs> in 1438, the year the book is known to have been completed, uh-huh. a Marjoria Kemp, who may well have been Marjorie Kemp, was admitted <laughs> to the Trinity Guild of Lynn. It's not confirmed whether this is the same woman. However, this was the last possible mention of her after the book, so we don't know when she died. Oh. But it would have definitely been after. Wait, what's the Trinity Guild of Kemp? Or Kent? Or wait, what is it? The Trinity Guild of Lynn. Lynn. Um, yeah. I don't know. There are just guilds in medieval times, aren't there? <laughs> uh, okay. Fine. <laughs> I, yeah. It was some club. The point is, that was the last mention of potentially her okay. in her life. And then she died and then whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to know next? <laughs> does, does she have any miracles? Apart from the miracle of 14 children, no. She, in fact, I'm going to tell you now, she wasn't, in fact, saint. But oh, what? she is. <laughs> She is revered in the Church of England. So she's not a Catholic saint, but she has a commemoration day on the 9th of November. Oh, okay. And in 2018, the mayor of King's Lynn unveiled a commemorative bench for her in the Saturday marketplace. <laughs> Just the perfect place to cry in public for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> when in Lynn. <laughs> when in Lynn, do as Marjorie Kemp does. Go to Marjorie Kemp's uh, and have a good old cry. And hey, have a thrash about. <laughs> it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> Buy your hair shirt, wear them to the bench. No, just wear like a comfort. Just wear like a nice like sweatshirt or something. You want to be comfortable when you're crying. <laughs> it, you know, it, they'd really if they're really thinking like that bench would have a like tissue dispenser. So you could... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say anything about that. They've missed a trick. There. Yeah, they really. Yeah, or that's a business opportunity for us to go to Lynn and just be like, tissues here, get your tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Once this podcast is out, that that's the next step of our genius business plan, yeah. which I feel like Marjorie would have approved of. Yeah. So part of her significance lies in the autobiographical nature of her book because it is the best available insight of the experience of female middle class people in the middle age. Oh, interesting. So yeah, and she probably wasn't made a saint because during the time Mm -hmm. when she was alive. (laughs) Everybody hated her? (laughs) Well, yeah. The task of interpreting the Bible and God through the written word was restricted to men. Men. Oh, I was going (laughs) to guess men. Yeah, men. (laughs) Men. So women mystics often expressed their experiences of God differently through the senses and the body. Right. And she was obviously of that tradition slash persuasion. So, yeah, she she wasn't in fact a saint, but if she was, what would her patrons have been, do you uh, reckon? Uh, I would guess she'd be the patron of crying in public. <laughs> <laughs> Trying and failing at lots of things. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, I think. Yeah. The patron saint of homebrewing, definitely. Yes. Patron saint of annoying your neighbours. <laughs> yeah. Patron saint of being like, you can't arrest me. My dad's the mayor. <laughs> People say that. Uh, patron saint of fashion, I think. Dedicated to the look. Yeah. Suffering for her art. The, definitely the patron saint uh, of chafed nipples. Like if you've got, yeah. like if your nipples are raw, oh you would definitely mm-hmm. pray to Marjorie. And uh, I reckon patron saint of wanting to be chased, but just loving the D too much. Yeah. Just <laughs> being like, you know what? Oh. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. <laughs> John, <laughs> uh, traveling gap years. Yeah, I'm saying she she's the patron saint of like being a tourist in Italy, like mm-hmm. so that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, she would have been about 65 when she died, uh, which is you know yeah. clearly those medicinal sweets they kept her going for a fair amount of time. Yeah. Do we have the recipe for the medicinal sweets? Can we guess what? The, <laughs> is it like laudanum and heroin? Uh, or... I think we're gonna <laughs> have to buy the book. I think oh. that's the only way that we can 
I'm just get our hands on that recipe. If you like... subscribe to our Patreon, you can help us buy the book. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, after we regroup all the other costs. <laughs> yeah, we're, of, uh, promoting we, this. Yeah. Still, still... <laughs> well, you know, you need to regroup the costs of my unpaid labor. So. <laughs> well, hmm. There's a number of other costs that need to be covered first. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I want to find out what's in those medicinal sweets. It's just. I'm sorry. My I'll try and make my research more comprehensive uh, hmm. next time. If we come up against any other recipe-related saint antic, I'll be sure to try and track down the recipe to make my research comprehensive. All right. So she is... She's no patronages, then. No. She's not, like, a blessed or anything? Nah. Oh. (laughs) But she has a day, so she clearly mattered to someone. No, I guess so. The guy that built the bench. Yeah. And, yeah, I just thought she was kind of interesting. You look very confused. (laughs) You're like, I don't think she was interesting. I don't know. She was interesting. She was more interesting. You're just dismissing her because she was a woman yeah that's what it is now i think she was more interesting than her name suggested that she would be definitely and it sounded like she got around a lot i think she was a bit too intense for most people's taste but but can i suggest she probably would have been a saint if she was a man not just because of the whole preaching thing but just the bar is quite low for like a lot of the other saints that we've heard about where it's like he was an aristocratic fuckboy and then he regretted it a little bit but not entirely you know (laughs) yeah I mean, so, it it does feel like what what is she doing? She's weeping. What that's that's so girly. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't have her being a saint. Exactly. Well, poor Marjorie. She yeah. She I don't. Um. But I mean, like she was just really devoted. Mm-hmm. But was she Which doing kind of saintly? Was she doing anything? Good? I guess she didn't do anything for the poor. Or anything. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just like, you know, that or guy who was that a... her own children. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, doesn't yeah, say like... she spent much time with them. Also, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like she. Had 14 kids and she seemed to be doing a lot of other fucking stuff and i'm just like yeah. i feel like 14 kids is that's your job now like okay <laughs> so you're you're saying that my moral assessment of her value is flawed perhaps i'm just okay. saying that well i think she's a role model because she wasn't afraid to feel her feelings in public <laughs> i've cried in public it's very embarrassing right and she Nobody's did it saying all it the time also she went to church a hell of a lot that's pretty saintly is it <laughs> Legit question. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. I mean, I, honestly, I, I, think I think in the in the 14th century, <laughs> slash 15th century, like there it was would... going to church was like going to the cinema. Like, yeah, I mean, nothing else for entertainment. It's like the one place that like wasn't a gross falling down hovel with hay all True. over the floor or whatever. True. Like it was just kind of a little bit nicer than anywhere else. You know, it's just like a big open building. I kind of picture it with her like like going to a casino or something because she's buying all these indulgences. Like. <laughs> Got ten more this week. Exactly. Uh, oh, one of these dear. indulgences so... is gonna pay off one of these days. <laughs> Anyways, Anna, do you think that you'd ever have? I got my numbers on this. Do you ever think that you would you would have Marjorie Kemp to intercede for you? Well, I mean, I don't know if it would be very effective, given that she's not not in with God in the way that she maybe thought she was. Well, she's not. Um, I mean, this is her whole thing. It's like she's not officially in with God. But, yeah. you know, she's in with God. She knows God, but not like <laughs> official. She's kind of like a back channel saint. Yes. You know, she's like, yeah. she's off so the may- books. Maybe she could mm-hmm. fast track me, you know, and she she would probably buy me an indulgence, which yeah. might help. Yeah. If I end up in purgatory. I think, as I said, with the, the whole like wanting to try and then not actually getting very far with the trying.
going, I feel like that's that's an attitude that I very much share. Right. So we have that in common. So maybe wouldn't help me to become a better person, but I feel like we'd get along. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, well, yeah. I mean, if she wasn't <laughs> writhing or whatever, and it would be good to have a cry. <laughs> yeah, body, that would be a bit embarrassing. You know. And yeah, I think that yeah, I, I think that if I ever had to cry in public, which I often feel like I do, <laughs> she'd be good. Do you think if Marjorie was with you, you'd feel more safe crying? I, I feel like it would. I'd be like, I don't do you know. know what you 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 could because you'd start crying and then she'd start crying and writhing so everyone yeah. would be paying attention <laughs> she's to she's like her, you call that you? crying in public let me show you how it's done you pussy <laughs> get your writhe on idiot yeah <laughs> christ so a good person to know in that respect yeah. also you know her dad was the mayor husband's an mp powerful connections right didn't seem get, to keep her out of trouble she seemed to be pie true but maybe she would have been you know in prison for longer without yeah. her connection probably that's always mm. the way it is well but yeah so i you know i think she she was a medieval catholic who wasn't afraid to have lots of sex yeah and therefore well, you know someone we can all look up to i suppose so <laughs> feminist hero i'd say i, I guess yeah. yeah i guess because yeah. she was open about how tempted she was to lechery she's like yeah she's like, <laughs> she's like sometimes i just get horny and i and i'm not gonna apologize for that <laughs> yeah so yeah i think you're really underestimating her i, I mean i feel presumably she's just having sex with john i mean it's not like she's like oh i felt uh lecherous and well there was this guy in italy you know <laughs> this poor monk yeah, yeah. So it's not like she was. I don't know. If she's faithful. <laughs> Goes up to the purported tomb of Jesus. You think that's a hole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Anna. <laughs> thank you. On that note, thank you for <laughs> bringing me this tale of this this definitely holy person. Holy her... groundbreaking. Right. And yeah. the patriarchy. Yeah, she's out there. She's trying to. She's trying to do. She's fighting to be, you know, to have the church that she wants to have, to have the relationship yeah. with God that she wants to have. Exactly. And, uh, and she's trail. getting smacked down by the patriarchy. So <laughs> so what are you going to do? But yeah, but, yeah, but good for her. Getting smacked down the patriarchy, but also hitting. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and if anybody has any medicinal sweets out there and they want to send them to us, uh, please do. Bring them to the live show. And by medicinal yes. sweets, I mean edibles. <laughs> We can't put that on the posters, but... Uh, yeah, we yeah. can't put it on the posters, but between you and me. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that is the 12th of December yeah. at 2pm at the Jam Factory in Oxford. It's going to be uh, fun time, guys. if you just guys. get yourself to Oxford, you'll find the Jam Factory. Yeah, so. it's literally across the street from the train station. You can't miss it. Well, you could miss it, but you, it'll be easy to find. We have faith in you. And <laughs> so much faith, because you are going to have a blessed day. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.